Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Negler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Happy Victory Monday. Packers in the postseason taking on the Cowboys on Sunday. Thanks to a 17-9 victory over the Chicago Bears, wrapping up the 2023 regular season that saw Jordan Love answer all the questions. And I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody that he's absolutely arrived as a long-term bonafide great NFL quarterback, but he has certainly shown that he can be a long-term starter at the position. I think he's still got a lot of untapped, unreached potential. The way this offense has begun to really find an identity, the way that they can work regardless of who's in or who's out, the supporting cast around Jordan Love hasn't really mattered that much. That signs point to a guy who can absolutely get it done under any circumstance, week in, week out. Definitely been bolstered these last couple games with the reemergence of Aaron Jones. There cannot be enough said about what Jones means to this offense. And because of that, what it means to Jordan Love and helping your quarterback with the running game, something we've talked a lot about here at Cheesehead TV. But yeah, the one major question that needed answering this season was, is Jordan Love worth investing in as your long-term starter at quarterback? And I don't think there's anything you can point to over the course of the second half of this season to suggest that, no, there should be some reservation there. No player is perfect, and I don't think you know there's anything or any area where Jordan can't continue to improve. But as far as needing to know, they know. This is their guy. And I'm so excited at the prospects of everything that's in front of Jordan Love and the Packers while he is their starter. You know Brian Gutekunst will spend this offseason starting to try to build upon some of the success he had this year. Um, I will say, when Jordan Love was drafted, I understood the vision, right? The idea of letting him sit for a few years and then take over eventually. What I didn't expect was how Brian and the Packers went about it as far as when they decided to turn the page and especially how they wanted to approach basically stripping away all the contract excess, especially on offense, and going with, as has been well documented, the cheapest uh, skill position players on offense in the entire league, youngest and least expensive. But because of that move and the way, don't forget, that Brian Gudikins talked about a couple of weeks ago or a couple months ago, uh, when he made the tr trade of Russell Douglas, and at that point, the Packers weren't playing very well, and there were a lot of questions around the team. And Brian said, these next 10 games are very important. And I think we've seen how this team has responded and grown and developed over that time. You can quibble with Brian's approach. I know many do, but this is a man who had a vision, and so far, it looks pretty damn good. And the future, the building blocks for you know, a foundation of success and hopefully a long-term window of contention. Brian cracked it open this year with, you know, the move for, to trade Aaron Rodgers and then to go as young as they did on offense. That set them up in a, you know, pretty damn impressive way. Um, a bit unorthodox, one might say. I can't remember another team that went this dramatically in another direction and had as much success as the Packers are finding right now. I, it's just unheard of. But, you know, that's why uh, those guys inside 1265 Lombardi don't really pay attention too much to what we say. And I'm happy for it. And I'm glad about it. Um, 
now, again, there's a long way to go. A lot of questions, both not only on offense, but especially on defense. All those questions will be answered probably next season. But for now, we know Jordan Love is the guy. And I, for one, am incredibly excited about it. I'm incredibly excited to talk to you fine folks, Packers fans worldwide. How y'all doing? Happy Victory Monday. What's going on? Bunch of super chats here. Pac-Man starting us off. What's up? Happy Victory Monday, Aaron. What do you say to the people who attribute most of 10 success to an easy strength of schedule? Niners friend is, isn't sold. Oh, that's adorable. I'm sure he's sold on Brock Purdy, who has like a candy store of weapons around him and one of the best offensive lines in the league. But yeah, I'm sure he's sold on Purdy. I don't care what no Niners fan says. You still got to go out and compete and make the plays. I, I mean, what what more can Jordan Love do? He can't set the schedule. Oh, and by the way, we're two weeks removed from Jordan and company going into Minnesota facing the defense that was fourth in DVOA coming into the game and absolutely ripping them apart. You know, people are going to keep bending over backwards to discredit what Jordan is doing, which is fine, especially from an opposing fan base. I'm like, that's expected, right? Now, if Packers fans start going down that road, then I got no time for it. But, you know, let them chirp. Who cares? Hopefully we beat the Cowboys, beat the Lions, and then go play the Niners in the NFC Championship game. And as we did back in the 90s, we win there too and we go to the Super Bowl. I'm not predicting that. But that's the hope, right? That's the hope. Ryan, what's up? My preseason prediction was pretty accurate. 10-7 and seven and a playoff berth. Ended up 9-8. and eight. I think Love feels like it's his team now. Very much agreed on that last point. No question about it. Um, you can tell the guys rally behind Jordan and around Jordan and for him. And he has taken ownership. You know, the leadership aspect has really started to kind of show itself, I think. Kyle, what's up, man? Hey, Nags. This is a tongue-in-cheek question. Has Joe Barry been sandbagging all year? Only one TD allowed the last two games. Good time to get hot. You know, I know Matt was asked, I think it was Jason Wilde who asked him this afternoon about or maybe it was Ryan. It was, I think it was Ryan Wood, sorry, um, about the timing. As far as coming off of that Buccaneers game, Matt said that he needed to be more involved on the defensive side. Now you look at these last couple of games, and you've certainly seen a bit of a different approach, just a bit more pressure, a bit more, you know, a bit more mixing up of different looks as opposed to so much just really cover two shell or cover three, just playing well-off type zone coverages. There's been just a little bit more, and I'm not even saying there's like a ton of man or anything like that. It's just a little bit more kind of mixing and matching as far as their approach. One of the things I thought I saw yesterday was really kind of jumped out after rewatching it is how almost against type they were at times with their rushing five and playing man on the back end. I think that caught the Bears by surprise. And it hasn't been the Packers profile more often than not. And you could tell fields with his first read taken away had no answers and i think a big part of that was because they were rushing an extra guy but doing it in a really controlled way a really disciplined way that didn't allow him to break outside the pocket too much so yeah i think i don't think he's been sandbagging i do think matt's gotten a little bit more involved with what he wants and what he wants the defense to look like Fading West, thanks for the super chat. I hope Aaron Jones retires a Packer. Duke carries the G in every aspect, but the age cliff is looming. I imagine this offense with our wide receiver tight end talent and a top 5-10 rushing attack, we'd be a freight train. I would suggest they're right there right now with the reinsertion of Aaron Jones. I mean, you get 16 games of Aaron, 17 games of Aaron Jones. 
who's who's to say right now to your point yeah the age cliff is is looming there but i remember earlier this year talking with andy herman about uh, um, jordan love starting to really put it together imagine what he would do with a running game well these last three games have told you i mean that was the number one rushing defense in the nfl that we saw yesterday and aaron jones averaged five yards a carry ripping right through it you know that the the prospect of a running game with this team is very, very exciting. Mostly because it can help Jordan Love. You know, like everything you get as far as yardage and big plays, it's all great. But the biggest advantage, if you're a young quarterback, especially, and defenses are trying to key on stuff, you get that running game going, staying ahead of the sticks, I can't tell you how advantageous that is for a guy just trying to get the ball down the field, having these long, sustained drives and putting up some points. It is your best friend as a quarterback. No doubt about it. Ryan, what's up? Do you think the Niners game will be at Lambeau or Europe? Yeah, the uh, 2024 opponents were announced earlier today. Packers will be hosting the Niners at some point. The only way I think the Packers go overseas this year is if an away team takes them there. So any of their away opponents end up in, say, London or Berlin or Brazil, maybe the Packers go. but. the NFL can only compel you every once every four years. And that trip to London last season was the first year. So the Packers basically have a three-year window here where the NFL cannot take a home game away from them. Now, again, they could end up going on the road overseas for an away opponent, but it won't be for a game at Lam- for a Lambeau game. Those will stick in Green Bay. Baron, thanks for joining the Care of the G Club. Really appreciate it, man. Thanks for the support. Pack Daddy, what's going on? Best Sunday stat one bogus penalty for five yards. Yeah, I will say, other than the fact that they don't know what a catch is, uh, I love Sheffer's crew letting them play. Like, it was frustrating at times because you certainly saw both Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary getting held quite a little bit, but it sure looked like they were calling it or not calling things the same for both teams, which is all I ever ask. And yeah, it was pretty consistently... Let them play, which I appreciate. Joe, what's up, man? Second and 13 at the three-yard line. 527 left on the clock, and the pack ran the clock out. Best Packers' best drive may have been one that didn't produce points. Lead that clock, baby. Absolutely love it. I mean, I much prefer that drive than the drive at the end of the first half. You hear me. Baron, thanks for the super chat. Just drove four and a half hours round trip to bring a case of carry the G back to Fibland. Must have for Cowboys game. Bears still suck. Love all you do. Go Pack Go. That is really kind. Thank you so much for becoming a Carry the G Club member and for purchasing some Carry the G and for the Super Chat. That's uh, incredibly kind. Thank you so much. Jeff, what's going on? I wasn't happy at the time, but Matt sticking with Barry and continuity after Tampa Bay and Carolina has paid off. Hopefully that changes in the offseason. I mean, that's going to be the number one question this offseason, isn't it? I still don't think Barry is back. But, yes, Matt does value continuity. It's the whole reason he brought Barry back in the first place. I do wonder how much input he's had here down the stretch or felt it necessary to put his imprint on the defensive side because it is a very noticeably different approach on that side of the ball the last couple weeks. Uh, Dustin, what's going on, man? Tavian Wicks and Jaden Reed remarks complete. <laughs> I mean, Your Honor, I I, I cannot I, I cannot argue with that. Uh, that is that is point that is on point. Ed, what's up? 
An etiquette reminder for Chicagoland Packer fans, it is not nice to gloat. It's fucking awesome. Ed, you're preaching to the choir, man. You guys know I lived in Chicago Red Eye High School, and I dealt with my fair share of Bears fans. And like, like most years, like the Packers just won most of the time. So it was fun as a Packers fan living in Chicago back then and probably now. Uh, ben, what's up, man? Today is a great day to be a Packers fan. Let's freaking fracking go. Um, sir, this is the Cheesehead TV chat. Uh, it sounds like you're in the Tom Grassi chat. I kid. I kid. We're all Packers fans. But yes. I mean, it's kind of an evergreen tweet to say it's a great day to be a Packers fan because it's always a great day to be a Packers fan on balance. Mimsy, what's up? Ref stole more points than Bear scored. <laughs> I mean, kind of. You're not wrong. Dustin, thanks again, man. Bo Melton wakes up, gets open, and catches balls. Pretty much. And look, we've reveled right and been very excited by Bo Melton's kind of emergence these last three weeks but I will say no play made me more excited for Bo Melton than that pass in the flat that he barrels through like what ends up being like four or five different Chicago Bears for a first down and I know on the national broadcast um, Nance compared him to Donald Driver which is high praise but I don't think it's out of bounds for that play in particular like Bo Melton, you know, is fast. He's a 4-3 guy. Like, he's got speed for days. You know that. But that run after catch there, that tells you something more. That tells you not only is he there to get open deep and make these big wow plays or use his speed to run by or pass guys, but he's also got some grit. He's also got some physicality to his game that I was not aware. Like that Shaq, what's the Shaq thing? I owe you an apology, sir. I was not aware of your of your game. I mean, Bo Melton, every week, it's something with this guy, something positive. I love it. And the thing is, is I'd seen, I've seen him be physical in the run game as far as being a blocker. But uh, uh, the way he, like, ran through contact yesterday, was not aware of that. That was getting nice. Mm. Trey, what's up, man? Thanks for the super chat. Think Kenny gets that rare third contract? I'm going to I'm going to guess probably not just because of how the Packers operate and I don't think it says anything about Kenny other than that father time is undefeated but the Packers do generally tend to shy away from those third contracts and especially after giving Bakhtiari the contract they gave him and now having dealt with his injury issues for years afterwards I just think there's a decent chance I could see them feeling like let's err on the side of caution here again not that I don't think Kenny's worth a third contract because I think he is but it just hasn't been traditionally how the Packers operate. Hopefully, I'm wrong and they make Kenny a Packer for life, but we'll see. Mimsy, what's up, man? Brian Moneyball Goot, his picks get on base. <laughs> that's that's a good way to look at it, man. That's this season, especially. You cannot discount it. No doubt. Adam, thanks for the super chat. Hey Nags, I was at the game yesterday and the vibe was awesome. Even had a rude Bears fan threaten to knock my teeth in for calling out his behavior. Go Pack Go. You should call out his behavior. Good for you. And it looked awesome. And everyone I've talked to who was there at the game yesterday said it felt like a playoff game, which is exactly what it should feel like. Shout out Packers fans. Making it go. Making it go. Ed, what's up? Webster's defines pathetic as chanting Green Bay sucks in Soldier Field after your Bears defeat the Falcons. WTF is wrong with these people. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, hey, it's no different than us saying Bears still suck, except they do. You see, you can say the Packers suck, but we own you. So enjoy yourself after a win over the Falcons, but, you know, we'll save our chirping for when we whoop your ass yet again. You can kind of set your watch by it at this point. What, 10 in a row? Matt LaFleur ain't never lost to the Bears? It's kind of hilarious. Fading West, what's up? I saw the segment with Andy. Matt LaFleur, Clements, and Aaron Rodgers were a perfect staff for 10 to develop under. Intangibles, talent need to be there, but this is the way. Yeah, you shouldn't. Absolutely, that's a good point. I don't think anyone should discount the things Jordan took away from his time behind Rodgers. And I know (laughs) Rodgers is a touchy subject on the internet with Packers fans, what have you. But it's clear Jordan Love has learned a few things from the old master. I mean, mostly the stuff that I can see, like seems like direct line, is the stuff at the line of scrimmage with protections and using his cadence and things like that. And those are tricks that, you know, Jordan's had a good cadence since he came out of school. We've seen that at practice and training camp and preseason games the last couple of years. But this year he has taken it to a whole nother level, pretty much starting with that Chiefs game is when you really started to see that. And you know, even some, even some of like the mannerisms and you know head nods to start a guy in motion and things like that. You know, it's the little things that he seems to have taken from Aaron's game. So yeah, I think you're right. Like that was part of the equation, right? Sitting behind one of the all-time greats and taking what you can from him. No doubt about it. Dustin, what's up, man? Hope the plan for Lamb doesn't come from Barry. <laughs> Hey, man, look, C.D. Lamb was played in the game last year, and yeah, he got his, but he's going to get his. He's really good, but he's, you know, he's just one dude. And the Packers can roll coverage. They'll probably have Jair on him quite, not quite a bit, but a few times, like singled up with safety help most likely. But, man, the plan for this game seems so obvious to me, uh, which you know echoes what they did last year. Run at their pass rushers. Keep ahead of the sticks with the running game. Don't let them get into third and long situations where they can just get Parsons and company with their ears pinned back. And speaking of last year's game, they kept Parsons in check a lot of the time by running at him. I mean, go back and watch it. He barely affects that football game because the Packers routinely and repeatedly ran the ball right at him. And I get it. It's a different environment. Playoffs on the road, a little bit harder to operate on offense. But I do think that helps kind of streamline things for the Packers. Like, let's run the ball. And I don't doubt for a moment Jordan's going to throw it. He's going to chuck it around the yard. That's just who Matt is and who Jordan is at this point. But that running game is going to be absolutely critical in this game against the Cowboys. But yeah, they're going to they're gonna get theirs on offense. They, they're too good. They're too talented. They're playing in their house where they're undefeated this year, and they put up boatloads of points on almost everybody who comes in there. Like, the Packers are going to be no different. But they're going to have to get, hopefully, a lucky bounce, maybe a tip ball interception, make a play, get an extra possession, hopefully, to keep up and or get ahead. But a big, 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 big component is running the ball. Take the air out of this game. Um, Ohio Mike, what's going on, man? This has been a season as enjoyable to me as the Super Bowl runs as it has been so exciting to see this young team develop. Absolutely, man. I mean, look, we talked a lot about it on Packer Transplants throughout the year, but you know, the shift in focus and or expectation really as a fan needed to occur, given the fact that, you know, they have gone from one window with Aaron Rodgers to trying to start another one. So 
you know, Corey kind of joked about it earlier this season, but, you know, early, going way back to the 80s, you know, the expectations were so different that when you did win the division or got in the playoffs you know, as a wild card or whatever, it was like huge. I mean, it was, I can't describe, it was like winning the Super Bowl because those were very different times and the expectations were so different. And obviously, it's still title town. The whole point is trying to gun for a championship. And I think starting next year, that's a realistic goal, right? But the idea as a Packers fan that, you know, losing on Sunday is not something we had grown accustomed to, maybe except for like last season when Rodgers broke his thumb, but it makes the wins that much sweeter. And it makes the fact that this team, this team, remember this team from October, early November, that team is in the playoffs. I mean, how sweet is that? I certainly didn't expect it. I thought there was a chance, but I didn't expect it. And that's some of the best moments as a fan for myself. I can only speak for myself. Craig, what's up, man? How much will we beat the Cowboys by? 20? 20. Feels low. Joseph, what's going on, man? Next, do we have a place for Dobbs on this roster? I love him, but feel like he's now number five in this rotation. Bears still suck. Go, Pack, go. Why are people so hung up on this? Joseph, this is not directed at you. This is just kind of a fandom thing. Like, oh, how will they fit? Or who's number one? Who cares? You don't have to slot them. The Packers don't seem to. Like, you need a touchdown? Who are you not confident in? I'm confident in Romeo Dobbs. He's one of the strongest hands catchers on the team. Just because he didn't come down with a what would have been an insane catch yesterday doesn't diminish his value. You know, I get he's probably not as athletic or have the athletic upside as some of these other players, but all players have value. And he's shown his value multiple times. I just don't care whoever you want as, quote, number one. You know what I love about the fact they don't have a, quote, unquote, true number one? You don't know who's getting the ball. If you're a defensive coordinator, what's your plan? Are you rotating? Are you trying to get Reed out of the slot? You're trying to, like, consolidate coverage to Reed? Okay, fine. Here comes Wicks. Here comes Watson eventually, probably next year. You know, Malik Heath just moves the chains. Yeah, It's just, I love the fact that there's no guy, you know? And Romeo, does he have a place on the team? Absolutely. Absolutely he does. Like, I don't think anyone's ever going to confuse him with a superstar, but he's got talent. And he can help you on offense. That's just me. I know I'm very different when it comes to the sports media in that regard, but that shit just bugs the shit out of me. Again, Joseph, not directed at you. It's just you hear that kind of thing a lot. Lambo, what's up? I love being a Packers fan. I love seeing other fans so pissed. I especially love it because Don Mikowski was my first QB. I think it means more. I hear you there. The Mikowski thing is so awesome the fact that he tweeted yesterday for the first time in months and it was after further review the bears still suck and if you kids don't know what that's in reference to a shame on you b google it because god bless don mikowski i think most packers fans are probably pretty ignorant to all of the health issues he's gone through later in life dealing with everything all the repercussions from his playing days it's really harsh. It's very, very harsh. And the fact that he's still embracing being a Packer and Packers fans and the fact that he loves like sticking it to the Bears is just awesome. He's an all-time great in my book. It's just such a such a guy who carries the G. Pac-Mans, what's up? 
the craziest parallel to me between Jordan and Aaron Brett are how much I've trusted that when we need a play, he'll deliver, never out of it. I mean, think about making that statement back in October. This is what's insane to me. I totally agree. We've gone from in one season, like usually this happens over the course of a year or two, like two seasons, maybe into the start of the third. But with Jordan, we've gone from, you know, that start against the Raiders on Monday night or even the week before against the Lions where you're like, Ooh, is this going to be an interception? No, God, it's an interception. You know, two, I have complete faith when he lets go of the football. I ain't worried. I know it's going to a Packer. Probably going to be complete. Maybe they break it up. But more often than not, it's a completed pass. That's just where I'm at with him already. Especially, again, comparative to earlier this season where my heart kind of started going in my throat when he started to throw it. It's, it's shocking how quickly he's developed. Absolutely shocking. Uh, Carl, what's up? House money. Just messing with you, Nags. Yeah, I, I said it to, uh, I think I said it to, to Camille this morning. Like, I, it's been less than 24 hours, and I'm already sick of the phrase house money. Meaning, you know, the Packers are going to Dallas. They got nothing to lose, blah, blah, blah. You know, they can beat the Cowboys. Whether they're playing with house money or not. Straight up, they can beat the Cowboys. That's enough for me. Peter, what's up? What can the Packers take advantage of on Sunday? That's an excellent question. I think Mike's tendency to want to throw it around the yard. I think you're going to see them try to, quote, establish the run early. But we all know. We all know who Mike is. We know what he wants to do. He wants to go back and he wants to chuck it. And if I'm the Packers, I am 100% expecting, you know, a 40, 45-plus attempt afternoon from Dak Prescott. So I would hopefully stay on this tip that they've been on these last couple of weeks where you're mixing coverages, but you're also somewhat picking your spots to send pressure and get them behind the sticks, you know? Now, that's very easily said on my end, but I just think, you know, that's a tendency you can try and take advantage of. Um, also, what I was talking about earlier, they love getting after the quarterback. They love getting their athletes up the field. So try to take advantage of that somehow, whether it is running the ball right at them or, you know, some screens, some draw plays, some counters that let you kick Parsons out. You know, that's something they had a, a little bit of success with last year. I think those are your two kind of areas where the Packers can try to take advantage. I mean, again, it's very easily said, a lot harder to actually do. Corey Krenz, what's up? Thank God no hard knocks for the Packers, but Packers versus the Jets would have been an interesting next year, but enjoying the season now. Go Pack Go. Yeah, yeah, we missed out on uh, the Jets and Packers finishing um, and lining up so that the Jets would come to Lambeau next season, which of course would have meant Aaron Rodgers returning to Lambeau, which probably would have broken viewership records. But I'm with you. I'm enjoying the fact that the Packers are in the playoffs right now. Next year will be dealt with next year. Tyler, what's going on? I will always love A-Rod, but love surpassed Rodgers on Sunday. He won a playoff game in Lambeau in January with no sleeves. That is a stat. <laughs> well, Tyler, it was not a playoff game if we're being by the book here. It was a must win, and they did so, and he wasn't wearing sleeves. I mean, if nothing else, I'm sure Brian just wanted to move on from the turtlenecks. I kid, I kid. Riley, what's up? I can feel an upset coming on Sunday. Hold on. 
Hold on a second. Yeah, I can too. I'm right there with you. Jake, what's up? Who surprised you more in 2023, young wide receivers or love? <laughs> um, he's not in your question here, but Tucker Craft. I nothing surprised me more this season than the improvement from Tucker Craft. It's insane to me. I can't believe it's the same guy that we saw this summer. But between those two, I'll say the young wide receivers, especially considering how tough it was at times to watch them try to run the offense earlier this year. I mean, week after week, we would look at the All-22 and look at receivers in the exact same area or in the wrong spot or just the kind of trials and tribulations, right, to where now, week after week, you have what looks like a well-oiled machine, and it doesn't matter who's in. That's the crazy part. The fact that all of these guys are hitting their stride at the same time in an offense that is timing-based and has to every kind of route concept has to work in concert with the quarterback's footwork, where he's going to be hitching and what you know where they break as far as what the leverage is from the defense and things of that nature. I mean, talk about night and day, and for them all to do it pretty much in concert at the same time as far as developing throughout the year. Yeah, that's that's a surprise. No doubt about it. Mm, Joe, what's up? All these wide receiver chest injuries. Does Love need to get passes to wide receivers lower and sooner so they aren't exposed to big hits as much? No, man, it's football. I can't. I don't. I understand, like, yes, there have been a few chest injuries. Guys get hit. That's football. You're going to get hit. You want to complete passes. You want to score points. You want to, you know, win games. That comes with a gig. I, I just... There's no way on God's green earth I ask my quarterback, hey, by the way, could you? No, absolutely not. Again, that's just me. I know I'm probably the minority. But, and look, that's one of the reasons Rodgers tried to shy away from throwing over the middle. A, because, you know, that's a ripe area for the ball to go awry, for turnovers to happen. But two, and he's talked about it, you know, especially after Jermichael Finley's injury he really stopped wanting to utilize the middle of the field because he didn't want to lead guys into injury and he didn't want big hits and things like that. But here's the other thing, like comparative to where that was happening in Rogers career back, you know, mid two thousands to where we are now, as far as everything the league does to protect as much as they can, the offensive players, Jordan just keeps slinging it. That's just me. What else we got here, folks? Todd, what's going on, man? It may not have seemed like it, but the Packers allowed the 10th fewest points in the NFL this season. Yeah, it absolutely felt like it, you know, because they let teams march down the field, take all the time they need, and then they scored. So opportunities were somewhat limited. That's my take, and I'm sticking to it. Dustin, what's up? Is this Jones' final playoff run in green and gold? Dustin! Don't put that out into the universe. Let's just let it happen. We'll see. Sharif, what's up? Nags, victory Monday. I'm terrified of the answer, but has Barry saved his job? I doubt it. I mean, I'm not going to say it's impossible, but I doubt it. Jeezy, baby, what's up? This is our team. Love being a Packer fan. Amen, brother. Dustin, thanks again. Who needs wide receiver one when you can have six TDs for all? (laughs) I mean, pick your poison. If you're a defensive coordinator. Andy, what's up? Don't know anything about scheme, but Wink Martindale for DC? I doubt it. I doubt it. I know he's a pressure guy and someone who really does love mixing it up and 
I know he's very popular among Packers Twitter. But yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, I don't know how much, if any, kind of connection Lafleur has to to Wink, and uh, I think he'll be a probably a pretty decently sought after commodity. Maybe even might get a head coaching interview or two. So yeah, I don't know. I guess it's possible, but I'd be surprised. Uh, Scott, thanks so much. Any chance you can get Carry the G distributed to Platteville? would make it an easier drive from Cedar Rapids than driving clear to Milwaukee. Keep up the great work. Yeah, Scott, I don't think it's going to happen this season, but hopefully next year uh, we'll continue to expand in the kind of the western part of the state. I know right now a lot of our sales have been, you know, condensed around Milwaukee and the Fox Cities and Green Bay. Um, but, you know, we are in a couple spots out there. Um, but we'll, we'll hopefully being a little bit more kind of robust area out, you know, past the, I guess the Madison area, you know? Um, but yeah, this season is not going to happen, unfortunately, because look, we're at the end of the season and all the stuff that's on the shelves. Once that's bought out, that's probably it. Well, that is it for this year. So if you can get out and get some, I encourage you to do so because pretty soon there's going to be nothing left. Mimsy, what's up? Mike versus Matt, the too cute play call bowl. <laughs> Mimsy, you're not wrong. Rob, what's up? I'm good not to hear controller. Is this English? I'm glad not to hear, I think is what you mean, to hear control their own destiny. Yeah, because if it's destiny, you can't control it. I understand it. It's a colloquialism. Don't worry about it. It ain't that serious. Most hated, what's up? We win it on Sunday. Dallas, get ready to bow down. Oh, man. Most hated. You're a real one. Sharif, thanks again. I love when young teams go through a tough season and then galvanize when it means the most. Can you say miracle on ice? Okay, that seems like a bit of a leap, but hey, why not, right? Why not indeed? Dustin, thanks, man. Does Watson return hinder offensive chemistry? (laughs) Only a Packers fan would ask that question. A, no. B, I suspect they'll keep him down. I don't think he'll be back for this playoff game. And I don't think he'll be back for any game this season. Because, look, we all know how valuable he is on the field. But if you're the Packers, there's a chance that, yes, you could win this game. But there's also a chance that you re-aggravate that hamstring injury and he tears it, right? And then you're spending the entire offseason with him just rehabbing that injury and then starting the year off already behind, right? As opposed to just keep him down get to the offseason, let him work with specialists and try and get a better handle on making sure it doesn't happen again. Or at least, you know, a better way of working with it. Um, he's just too dynamic and too special when he's on the field to risk having to, like, say, who knows, miss another couple games at the start of the season because he's still rehabbing from a torn hamstring that he had in the playoff game in Dallas, you know? So I'll be surprised. I'll be surprised if he's up. But we'll see. Fading West, thanks again, man. We might have a core of one wide receiver ones. It's insane. Well, I don't think anyone's going to confuse Bo Melton for, you know, C.D. Lamb anytime soon. But uh, they have a lot of talent. They have a lot of upside. And like I said, it causes problems for defensive coordinators when all these guys seem somewhat interchangeable. How do you key on, okay, well, he's lined up here. That means X. Well, there is none of that. 
there's no tendency that tells you, okay, when they do X, Y, Z with this personnel, I know this concept or these are the concepts they like to run. Problem is, is like every dude runs everything. Now, yeah, there's certain situations where they like to utilize read in certain ways as far as motion and in the slot. But for the most part, everyone's able to do everything. And that makes you really dangerous. All right, buddy, I got to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. (laughs) 